B'Shem Hashem Na'aseh B'Natzliach. Tonight's uh, class, uh, the Ohavet Torah Hara Lebanon Daf Yomi class, is Le'ilu Nishmat Sarah Bat Rachel. Okay, we are now about to start the Daf. It is on the bottom of Daf Mem Vav Amubet. We'd like to put a shout out to our good friend, Mr. Yair Abadi, who's making his first appearance in the class in a week. Welcome, Yair. Okay. Tanu Rabbanan. En bechabdin lo bedrachim v'lo begesharim v'lo biyadayim mizuhamot. Like we said in the previous class, mem zav amur bet, the mem zayin amur aleph. When you want to give respect to an older person or respect to a rabbi, that these three things do not deserve respect, which means it's not good to respect someone and tell them to go first. Number one is derachim. If you're going on a way, you don't tell the other guy to go first because going forward might be more dangerous than staying back. Therefore, um, therefore, you don't have to say the older guy goes first. And also, begisharim, if you're going over a bridge, the olden days we're not talking about going over Verrazano suspension pins, talking about shaky bridges. And being that the bridges might be shaky, you don't offer the rabbi to go first, you go first. Make sure it's good. Then if you, if you fall, the rabbi will know not to go. And the third thing is, not with dirty hands. Like we said before, if you have dirty hands, uh, by offering the rabbi to go uh, first, it's like you're showing him his hands are dirty. It's not maybe not as nice, like we said before. Now, here's an interesting story. Rabin v'abaye have ka'azli be'urcha. Now, Rabin, you should know, was a famous rabbi who used to go back and forth from Eretz Yisrael to Babel. Babel is the place where all the rabbis were, and Eretz Yisrael is the other place where the rabbis were. And that's why often in the Gemara you'll see the, the phrase, Ki'ata Rabin, when Rabin came. Because it's a Babylonian Talmud, and we're discussing what happened, what, what, what news did Rabin bring us when he came from Israel. So here's an interesting story about Abaye and Rabin. Okay? Abaye and Rabin have a Ka'azde Ba'ucha, they were walking along the road. Kidme Khamre Rabin Abaye. Abaye Rabin's donkey went ahead of Abaye's donkey. Okay. And he didn't say, Fadalu, let the rabbi go first. I guess it was understood that Abaye was the big rabbi. Rabin was the student. And uh, Rabin used to go back and forth to Israel. And Abaye, but Abaye was always the Rebbe. And now that they're walking on Rabin's donkey is first, and Abaya is behind, and Rabin does not offer him to go first. Amar, so Abaya said to himself, Now that the rabbi left the West, and he's always hanging out uh, in Eretz Yisrael, he thinks he's big stuff now. Now he thinks he's a, he's, he's a hot shot. And he's not telling me to go first. When he got to the entrance of the shul, Ahmad le Rabin told Abaye, the rabbi should go in first, which is proper respect. So Abaye told him, Till now I wasn't the, I wasn't the rabbi? Well, all of a sudden, what, now I became the rabbi now, Hala? What's going on? So he said, 
This is what Rabbi Yochanan used to say. Only on a door that has a mezuzah, but on the road, we don't, we don't, I'm not mechabed you, but of course, when it comes to what are you talking about? You're the rabbi. Okay. It's interesting that you don't see in the story that Abaye gave him a beracha. Right? If you remember in the previous Gemara, the, the, the story with, uh, Shimuel and Elia Kohen, Elia Kohen gave a berachat when he suspected a falsely. But it could be over there there was an actual verbal accusation. Here it was just mental. It was a mental accusation without being a ver- uh, a verbal accusation. Maybe that's why the, the person we said before. Whenever you choshed b'kshirim, you're supposed to give a berachat. Maybe that's why Abaye didn't give a berachat. What? There's no more more halacha. No, yeah, yeah, I'm doing. Yeah. When we say more halacha, is if someone asks you a halacha question, you answer. If you do things, <laughs> that's, I'm just I'm living. What do you want me to do? Every time I live, I live with halacha. And you made a berakha shakol. More halacha b'nevo. I don't have to ask you things. That's not a question. If someone asks a question and you show up and you give an answer in front of your rabbi, that's ibishu. But uh, the rabbi invited the other rabbi to make the bracha, and he made the bracha. Oh, you're talking about that case where it was a oh, it was why over there? He offered him and he didn't ask. Right, that's rough. Okay, I don't know, I need to watch. Okay. Also, maybe it wasn't in front of other people. Usually, isn't that only in front of people when they? Uh, maybe. So when you're in class. Hold on, I'm gonna, gonna pause this, but this. Deit be mezuzah in, delit be Oh, if the door has mezuzah, then you offer him yes, and no mezuzah, no. Why not? Ela maata bet knesu ubet medrash. So how come in our story, in our story they got to a shul? In the shul, you don't need to put a mezuzah on the shul. Yeah. Now, why? Because no one lives there. And therefore, since no one lived but the story was they went to the shul. We said before they got to the shul. Right. So if you're telling me that the law is only in a place that has a, that has a mezuzah, shuls don't have mezuzah. Well, Ella... We have ones here. Just, oh, we, we don't make a bracha when you put the mezuzah in the shul. Asur, asur to make a mezuzah. Asur to make a bracha. Doesn't need a mezuzah. Only in a house you can make a bracha, but in the shul you can't make a bracha. No bracha. No bracha. Unless you sleep there. Okay. Hold on. Ela ema bepetach haraui le mezuzah. When we said a house that has a mezuzah, we mean a house that's fit for a mezuzah. Which means that if someone would live there, you could have a mezuzah. But not, we're not talking about. Actually having a mezuzah. Yeah, actually, meaning excluding a road. A road is not a thing. And a road, you don't have to. If if we're driving on the road and there's one place to go, you don't have to let the rabbi go first on the road. In in a shul, of course, you have to let the rabbi go in first. But in a thing, you don't have to. Okay. Amar Behuda, Bereid Rav Shmuel, Bashilat Meshmed Rav. The people who are sitting around are not allowed to taste anything until the person who made the beracha makes a beracha. <coughs> no, it takes to taste it. Now, the, the language here is interesting. The misubim can't echol until the botzaya tastes. Usually you use the same language both. They can't eat till he eats, or they can't taste till he tastes. Here it starts off 
eating ends of tasting. Yativ Rav Safra v'Kamar Litom Itmar. Rav Safra answers and he says Litom. Should say it should say taste. You, he corrects him and he says, "You didn't say it right. Uh, it, you, you said it's lechol. It should be both taste, taste." Itmar lamai nafkamina. What's the difference? Answer the Gemara. Shechayav adam lomar bilashon The reason why he corrected him is because you're always supposed to use the exact language that the rabbi used, and even though it's the same halacha litom or lechol, you should always try to use the language. That was used by your rabbi. Okay. We are now about 15 lines down onto Mem Zayin Amur Aleph. And we're at the Tanu Rabbanan. Says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanan. Shnaim mamtinim If two people are... Two people are eating together, okay, on the same plate... Then they have to wait for each other before they eat from it. Shilosha and Mantinim. Three people, they don't have to wait, they could just eat. Okay? Now, when we say wait for each other, it means the following that let's say we're all sharing a plate and you get up, we'll give a classical example. Two people order takeout together, we order a platter, sushi. Big sushi platter, we'll share it. Now, I start eating, you start eating. I'm eating, you're eating. Now, I get up and I go to the bathroom or I go take a drink. If you're going to continue eating, I'll come back, there won't be food left. And therefore, if two people are eating, you have to wait. For the other, other guy, when he stops, you wait. But if you have three, you don't have to wait because there's other people there anyway. Okay, says the Gemara. Habotzea hu poshet yado when people eat together, the one who makes hamotzi is the one who eats the food first. But if the guy wants to offer his rabbi first, or somebody who's greater than him, then he's allowed to give it to him first. Here's the story. Rabbi Barakana was marrying off his son in the house of Shmuel Barab Katina. Kadim v'yatav v'kamtini le'lebre. He sat down and taught his son the following brayta. En abotzei l'ashad l'psoa ad sheichle amen piyaunim. He's not allowed to break the bread until the people finish saying amen. Which means, you don't break it before you hear the amens. Amen is an important part. They have to answer amen also in order to do it. Okay. Okay. Now, we said before that you're not allowed to break it while you're still in the middle of the baracha. So what we're saying now is, don't think the baracha is over until you heard the amen. Aren't you supposed to break it until, like, before you say, we're not on it? No, 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 we don't do that. You said that before. That's One rabbi said that before. Uh, we didn't go with that, right? Okay. Amale Rami Bar So Rami Bar told him, I'm sorry. Rav Chista says, you don't have to hear it from all the, all the people. As long as you have most of the people who said Amen, they finish saying Amen, you're allowed to break it. You don't have to wait for the rest of the guys. Why do you, why do you have to wait for most of them? 
Because that means your bracha didn't finish until they said amen. So miutenami. So even the even the guys who are still making it later, the, the small amount also until they finish amen. You didn't finish the bracha. Why don't you have to wait for everybody? Why you only have to wait for Dov? Amaleh. So Rami Bechama answered him. Shani Omer, because I say. Whoever answers too long in Amen, he's making a mistake. And therefore, since he's making a mistake, his, his mistake doesn't mess up my bracha. My bracha is already over, and therefore I'm allowed to break the bread even before he finishes Amen, because his Amen is too long. Good. Tanu Rabbanan. We learned in the Baraita, this is an interesting Amen bracha, which is very, very important. And it's a little bit scary. En onin lo amen chatufa. You can't answer amen. Not chatufa, not kitufa, and not yitoma. Now, what are those three things? Chatufa is if you you, you eat the aleph. Amen. Kitufa is you eat the noon, which means that you say amen. Okay? And yitoma is you didn't hear the biracha. You walked in, you heard the people saying amen, and you amened with them. So that's yitoma, it's like an orphan. It's orphan because it didn't. It doesn't have a father, it didn't have a, a biracha to connect to. Okay? You don't answer any of those things. If there's somebody in here, you just heard that you don't answer them? That's what it says. And don't throw the biracha out of your mouth. Rashi says this means that if you say it in a hurry, it sounds like, like I just want this tea. Don't do it like that, because then it sounds like you don't want to say it. That's called throwing, chucking the beracha from your mouth. Okay? Now, says the Gemara, Ben Azai says a very, very heavy thing. Kol amen Anyone who says an amen yetoma, your children, your sons will be orphans. Okay? Anyone who says amen chatufa, they'll snatch your days. If you do make a kitufa, then you'll abbreviate your days. If you make a long amen, you get a long life. But when we say long amens, it doesn't mean too long, because we said before, if you make it too long, you're making a mistake. It doesn't say you'll kill you, though. <laughs> it's not going to kill you. Amen. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu, Melech HaOlam, Sha'akol, Niyah B'Dvaro. Amen. What the perfect example. Wow, what beautiful. Baruch Atah Adonai, Not too long, we said. Okay. Now, Says the Gemara. By the way, you should just know the Ben Yehoyada says. The Ben Yehoyada says. The Ben Ishchai says that when it says uh, they make your kids yitomim, it doesn't mean that you're going to die. It means that you're not going to have money to support them because the kids who don't have, who don't have, whose father doesn't have any money is called yatom bechayav. That's what he says. Okay. Rav Shmuel have a Rav Shmuel was sitting at a seuda. After Rav Simi Barchia. Rasim Rechia came and he hurried up to eat with them. So Rasim Rechia is late and he's hurrying up to catch up with them in order to make Zimun with them. So Rav told him, What do you think? You're trying to join with us in the Zimun? 
Anan Achilanan. We ate already. So you're out. Okay. Amar Shmuel. So Shmuel told Rav, Ilu Maitli Ardrula, if they bring me mushrooms, the Guzluya and pigeons, Le'aba for Rabbi, Milo Achlina, and wouldn't we eat them? Yeah, we finished eating. But if they brought us mushrooms, I'd eat. And if they brought you pigeons, you'd eat. And therefore, since if they brought us that, I would still eat. It's like we're still eating. And if he hurries up, he can make Zimun with us. Okay? So we have a brand new definition of what's called still eating. Still eating doesn't have to be, according to Shmuel's definition, still eating doesn't have to be physically eating. Still eating means physically would eat if they bring you something you really, really like. Okay. What is the name of our name? It didn't, uh, we didn't talk about that. Okay. <laughs> okay. New story. The students of Rav were sitting at a Seudah. Al Rav Acha, so Rav Acha showed up. Amri, they say, Ooh, Rav Acha's here. Yalla, the big rabbi's here. He'll make Prakat Amazon for us. We should always get the big rabbi to do it. We have a big rabbi. Yalla, Rav Acha's here. Okay? Amr Lahu, so Rav Acha told him, Mi Savrita de Gavot de Gadol Mevarech. Did you think that you make, give the biggest guy to make Zimun? Ah, he doesn't make the Bikat Amazon. I hold that the one who makes Bikat Amazon, who should make Bikat Amazon, you should honor do Bikat Amazon, should be one of the guys who were there from the beginning. Ikara Seuda. Yani, one of the guys who were there from the Ikar, from the, from the original guys in the meal. Okay? Gemara says, V'hilchata gadol mevarech. We hold, not like him, we hold that the gadol is mevarech. Ava gav de atlbasof, even if he was the last guy in. We don't hold like that, that's how we hold. Gadol mevarech lekulam. Now, says the Gemara, we are now up to the two dots on the bottom, towards the bottom of Memzayin Amud Aleph. If you remember, the Mishnah had mentioned that a person who eats certain types of food still has to make zimun. One of the foods that still have to make zimun is something called demai. Now, to explain demai, you need to know the following. In the olden days, everyone had to separate ma'asad. As you saw, if you weren't part of that class, we had a special ma'asad class with a special chart, which hopefully got, made it up on the thing, which explained how much ma'asad they would take off, right? Uh, someone, was, someone had called me with a ma'asad question. Should he give 20% and should he give 10%? And then he called me and says, Rabbi, look how beautiful it is. Right after I did the 20% on the class, I was thinking about giving 20%. You gave a class, and I added it up, and in the olden days, you used to give 20%, because if you add up all the amount they give, it was 20%. Wow. I decided to give 20%. Unbelievable. Wow. Beautiful. Now, uh, that was like an hour ago. Now, <laughs> hold on. So this is the story, right? So demai is when you buy food from an am artist. Now, the am artists usually, most of them take, take off ma'asid, all of them. But there are a few ame'ah artists who aren't so careful with some of the ma'asids. They're only careful with tirumah, and they're not careful with the other ma'asids. So because of those fellows, the rabbis made a rule that whenever you take food from an am'aretz, you buy a pizza from an am'aretz, you always have to separate a little bit of ma'asid. Midrabanan, without a beracha. Because we're worried that maybe the guy didn't separate, even though often they might have. But it's called demai, it's a rule of the rabbis that you must take off a piece. A piece of ma- for Ma'asir, Misafek. How do you determine if they're Amaretz or not? Uh, that, the Gemara is going to talk about that tomorrow, uh, on the other side of the moon today. Okay? 
says the Gemara, Achal Demai. So says the Gemara, we said in the Mishnah that if a guy ate bread of Demai, he still makes Zimun. You could count him in the Zimun. Ask the Gemara, Halo Chazile. He's not allowed to eat the Demai. How is he making zimun if he's not allowed to eat it? Just like if you eat taref, you don't make you don't include the zimun. This guy's eating tamai. Why is he included? Says the Gemara. Kevan You're right. He's not fit now, but since there's a way he can make himself eat tamai, even though he didn't do it, since he ate it already, we'll let him make zimun. Why? How can he make himself fit? Since if he wanted, he could make hefker all his all his property, and then he'd be an ani. And then ani, the law is that ani is allowed to eat tamai. How do we know? Without separating said the tanan because we learned in the mishnah, we feed aniim tamai and we feed guests tamai. So if we only have tamai around, you're allowed to feed it to an ani. So because the rabbis who made the rule about taking Ma'asir off Demai, they didn't make it for Aniim or Achsanyas. And therefore, since I have the right to possibly come Ani, therefore, if I ate it already, I'm allowed to be counted in the Zimun. The Amr Abhuna, Tana, we learned, According to Bet Shammai, you know, you can't feed Ani or Achsanya Demai. So therefore, Toto says, it comes to tell you, that in case someone tells you, what do you mean, I don't do that? Oh, that's Bet Shammai. So you better, you, we do feed the Aniim Demai. Good. Now, you know what Demai is? I, I, okay. Now we're up to Maseri Shon Shonatan Tumato. So now you have to know the following. As we said on the chart the other day, there's something called Maseri Shon. Maseri Shon is given to the Levi. And Levi has to separate from it to Mat Maaser. So he said, if you ate Maaser Rishon, that you took off Tinuma from, you could still make Zimun. So now the Gemara asks, Pshita, of course you can. That's what you're supposed to do. Every all food that we have is Maaser Rishon, that you took off Tinuma. What's the problem? Says the Gemara now. Lord Tzricha, El Shekidmu B'Shibolim, V'yifrish B'menu Tinumat Maaser. This is talking about an interesting case. Normally, Normally, Tirumat Maaser is separated. The, the order of Maaser is as follows. First thing you do is you put it into bundles. Then after bundles, you bring it into the silo. In the silo, you take some bundles for Tiruma. Then you take, after Tiruma, you take Tirumat Maaser from the Tiruma. Here's an interesting thing. You had, a, you had a Levi passed by, and you never put into bundles yet. And you just take some, Say here, Tinumat Maaser. Tinumat Maaser. I didn't do Tinumat yet. And I did Tinumat Maaser even before the Tinumat and even before it's in a bundle. That's what happened. Okay? We have Frishman Tinumat Maaser. We love Frishman Tinumat Gidola. And that's why we have to teach you that you can make Zimun. Because it works even so. Can it be a boo? Like it be a boo? The Amar be a boo. Amar is Lakish. If you take Maaser Rishon and you took it already beforehand, then you patur from taking Tirumah Gedola. How do we know that this is the Halakha? Because it says in the Pasuk, And you will separate from it Tirumah Hashem, Maaser Mina Maaser. Maaser Mina Maaser, I said you have to take Maaser for the Maaser. 
ולא תנומה גדולה ותנומת מעשר מן המעשר. And you do not have to take תנומה גדולה and תנומת מעשר from the מעשר that you took in the שיבולים. If so, why does it have to be that I took it when it was in the stalks that were standing in the field? Even if I would take it from the bundles, I should still be considered patur. He says, no. We're turning the page. From all you ma'aser, you have to separate tenumah. So if you, once it makes it into the keri, you do have to separate ma'aser. If it was in this shibolim, no. But you have to make tenumah and tenumah ma'aser. Now, says, who told you that mikol ma'aser tachem should be referring to the, to the keri and not talking, about, maybe it should be the other way around. Says, hai idgan, hai lo idgan. When you put it into a bundle, it became grain. And therefore, therefore, you have to separate it. But beforehand, it's not called grain yet. And therefore, if you did it, it'll work and you won't have to separate it to the Okay. Now, the Mishnah had said, Maser Sheni and Hektesh Sheniftu. Now, we told you what Maser Sheni was. Maser Sheni is the, the 8.82% that you separate and you have to eat it in Yerushalayim. Now, it's a big hassle to pay for transportation costs. Because we're talking here about a guy who has a big, big field, you could be talking about renting two or three tractor trailers to bring his 8.82% of his fruits to Yerushalayim, to eat in Yerushalayim. And Dachilak, what? I understand I have to pay 8.82%. Do I have to also pay transportation costs? You know how much it's going to be very prohibitive. Why do you make me... I'll give the donation. But do I have to do transportation now, Hala? So the is you don't have to. You could, you could do is, you could take the two tractor trailers, podet, redeem it onto the money, the money will get the holiness, take the holy money to Jerusalem, and use the holy money to buy food in Jerusalem. That's what you're allowed to do. Okay? Buy so we, food for who? For yourself or anyone you want. You're allowed to eat it. Yeah, you're allowed to eat in Yerushalayim. As long as you're in Yerushalayim, you're, you're allowed to eat in Yerushalayim. Okay? Masih Shini. Yes, this is Masih Shini. Rules of Masih Shini is, you must eat in Yerushalayim. But the problem is, and also, right, but, but the problem is, you have to be poor there, you have to redeem it first. Because otherwise, you have to actually transfer it. If you have only a little bit of a basket, okay, bring it. But a guy's got a field, he's got Kamut. How's he going to get it there? It means you're going to hire a tra- tractor trailer, you're going to be paying from your pocket money of your flus that you have to, your profits to be. No, so poor dad, the Torah lets you poor dad. Hekdesh is something different. Hekdesh is when you have something that you you, you sanctify to the Beit HaMikdash. Also that, you can't use it until you redeem it. Bring your money to Beit HaMikdash and then you can use the product. So we said in the Mishnah, if you have Masesh and you redeemed it, then you're eating the fruit after you redeemed it, so you're allowed to make zimun with the guy. So it says the Mishnah, of course you're allowed to make zimun with the guy. What's wrong? I redeemed it. I need you to tell me I can you make it? Of course I can. What's wrong? He says, no. Hacha, the Maya and what are we dealing with? The rule is when you move the money onto when you move the kidusha from the fruits onto the money, you have to also add a fifth. Twenty percent? Twenty percent. Okay? You add one fifth, it's called a chomish. It's a fine. The rabbis, we want to make sure that you get the we want to make sure that you get, I believe it's rabbinic. Uh, it depends on if I might as well ship it, right? Might as well ship it. <laughs> depends, depends what the shipping cost is, right? 
percent of the total or 20% of the 8%? 20% of the 8%. So it makes 10% total. 28%. No. No, 20% of the 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%. 8%
he, since it, we're going with the definition of the Chachamim against Shomer, so therefore you're only Amaharetz if you don't do Maaseh the right way. And they do the Maaseh the right because it's written in the Torah, they do whatever's in the Torah the right way. Okay? Da'amar more, because the rabbi said, Any mitzvah that Kutim really do, they they're careful with it more than the Jews. Whatever they take, they do it even better than the Jews, the rabbi said. And therefore, since they do Maaseh is in the Torah, therefore they keep Maaseh, therefore you're allowed to make Zimu with them, even though, whatever, because we're going, this Mishnah is going like Chachamim, who says as long as you do Maaseh, you're okay. Now, once we're on the topic of what's called Amaretz, we're going to have a very interesting Amaretz right there, right now. Says the Gemara. Tanu Rabbanan. Ezuhu Amaretz. What's called Amaretz? Now, mind you, the, the law of Amaretz means you can't make Zimu with the guy. If the guy doesn't say Kiryat Shema in the evening, in the morning, you have two and him. Alamak. Wow. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, Kol She'eno Maniach Tepelin. Ben Azai Omer, Kol She'en Lo Sasit Begadah. Anyone who's not wearing Sasit. Now understand when we say anyone not wearing Sasit, it doesn't mean our guys. It means a guy who has a four-cornered garment without the seat. If a guy is not wearing a four-cornered garment, I don't think they're referring to him. Even Ben Azay. You don't need to see it. You don't need to see it, exactly. Anyone who has no mezuzah on the door. Now, you could see that I was right before him because we don't mean a homeless guy you can't use. A guy, guy, guy doesn't own a home. If he doesn't own a home... That's it, you can't be in my Zimun. No, of course not. He can do it. So just like mezuzah in the door, it means if you own a door and you don't put it on. So to seat, it means if you have a four-corner garment and you don't put the seat on it. Right. Right? It can't be just a guy who's not wearing seat because he didn't put a four-corner garment. Good. Heratavar Yosef Omer, If you send your kid to public school, you don't teach him Torah. If your guy, guy sends his guy has kids and he doesn't send them to teach him any Torah, chalas, can't use Zimun. Other rabbis say, Afilu kara v'shana, even if he read Chumash, and he learned Mishnah, v'lo shimesh tamideh hahamim, and he didn't serve the rabbis to know how to keep the halacha, hareze amharetz. Going to him, that's also amharetz, tachilak. Okay? Amar avhuna, halacha ke'achenim. Halakha is, you have to do shimush to mechamim. No, achirim, like achirim, achirim who say that if you, if you don't learn to mechamim, you're a problem. Now the Gemara has an interesting story over here. Rami bar chama lo ezmin aleh de rab menashe bar tachlifa. Rabbi bar chama was eating with rab menashe bar khalifa. And this rabbi, titani sifra v'sifri v'hilchata. He learned Sifra, Sifri, and all the Mishnayot, but he didn't serve the Torah scholars, and therefore, when he was sitting together and eating with them, he said, I'm not making Zimun. Because I know you didn't serve the rabbis. You learned a lot, but you didn't serve the rabbis. Yalla, let's make Mekatabazon no Zimun. Because he's with him. When Rami Barchama passed away, Amar Abba, the reason why Rabbi Barakhama passed away is because he didn't make Zimun with this rabbi. It was Aib. How come he didn't make Zimun with the rabbi? Passed away like close to that time? I don't know. I don't know. 
But that's what the Gemara says. Wow. Okay. Why are you treating you're treating her Menasha by Tachlifa like I'm honest? Well, is Zimun a person has to be more strict than the actual minyan? Can you count them for a minyan? I don't know. It says, it says, it says on the bottom okay. of the article that he was punished for. That's what we think, right? Okay. Why did he get punished? Didn't we say Achanim Amrim Afilu Kara Vishanav Loshish Tabidichamim? Didn't Achanim say that that's the thing? And we said that's the halacha. So then, if Rabbi Rachama followed that, what's wrong? Why did he die for that? So, no. Shani Rav Menashe by Techlifa. Rav Menashe was different. Why? Because he did serve the rabbis a little bit. Rav Menashe didn't check enough to see that he did, but he really did do it. And that's why he got punished. But if he, right, if he would have left him out, that would have been fine. The problem was that he didn't check to see if he really did. That's going to one explanation of why he died. Lishna Achrina, the other way to understand. It's wild stuff. Rami, by the way, Rami Barachama is all over the Gemara. Okay? All over the Gemara you see Rami Barachama quoted. And if you don't remember this Gemara, you don't remember the story, like, by the way, Rami Barachama died because he didn't treat the rabbi properly. And uh, he didn't include him in the Zimun because he honored us. It's wild stuff. Okay? Lishna Achrina, another way to understand the Gemara. Uh, we are now... Uh, all the way in the middle of wide lines. Okay? Lishna Achrina. Deshama Shmatami Pumeh Rabbanan Vigarislavu. He heard something from the rabbis and he reviewed it since he heard things from the rabbis and he reviewed them. Kesumer Rabbanan Dami. He's like a young Torah scholar even though he didn't learn it but he, since he reviewed it enough reviewing enough is like, is like serving the rabbis and that's enough and therefore even though he didn't he's still good. And that's why, like, that's why that's why Rabbi Merchamah are punished. Huh? What, do, what do you do to the, what, what does it mean serving the rabbis? Serving the rabbis means uh, the standard understanding of serving the rabbis means that many people can learn to get the halachot inside, but the rabbis have a certain way to apply them. So if you had a big rabbi and you followed him and you noticed what he did, so then you could notice how to apply the halacha. But if you just read the Gemara and you didn't serve the rabbi and see what they hold, then you you don't really know how to apply the halacha. But since he reviewed a lot, they wanted to say that that was enough as if, you, as if you served the rabbis. Okay, we are now at the two dots on the second middle line. Achal tevel maser. Now these are the type of things that the Mishnah had said that you cannot make zimun with somebody. Tevel means food that you did not separate maser from. You're not allowed to eat that stuff. And therefore, of course, if you, someone ate tevel, he did avera. And like Mr. Stavrash said, when a guy's eating taref, you don't make zimun. So to here, you can't make zimun. The guy ate tevel, chalas. So the Gemara says, tevel, pshita. I don't need you to tell me that you can't make zimun. The guy's eating spamonis. <laughs> says the Gemara. Lo, tzricha, we need it. Why? Betevel, tevul medrabanan. It's only, we're talking about rabbinic tevel. It's not deoraita tevel. Only midrabanan tevel. Hechidam, what's rabbinic tevel? We're talking about a pot with no hole, which means as follows. In general, you need to separate ma'asir from something that grows in the ground. Now, what if it grows in a pot? So if the pot has a hole in the bottom of the pot, so the hole in the bottom of the pot is really attached to the ground, that means that it's pulling from the ground. So then it's, that's, 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 that's deoraita chayav. But if it's got a pot, which is no hole in the bottom, so mid deoraita, we don't say you have to separate. Mid you have to. 
So that's called your banan tevil. And the Mishnah is telling you, if you ate with a guy whose food that he ate was grown in a pot with no hole in the bottom, and he's eating that, you still can't make zimu with him. That's why it's a chidush. You wouldn't have known that, because since it's only midraman, you might have thought it's okay. The answer is no, it's not okay. You with me? No, Carl. Four lines down in the medium lines. Maaser Rishon. Says, if we said Maaser Rishon, you didn't take it to Gidola, then you're not allowed to make Zimun. It's not Pshita. Of course not. You didn't take Tirumah Gidola. What's the story? This is talking about a case where you separate Maaser Rishon from the Keri. I might have thunk like Rabbi told Abaye that, that you might be patur, and you might have thought that it's patur in the keri also. We answered like we, like we answered before, that no, in the keri you are chayav. Again, remember we said before, in the seorim you're patur, but in the keri you're chayav, and therefore the chidush is that the keri is still chayav, and that's why you're patur. That's why you're not allowed to make zimun. We said in the Mishnah, if you have Maase Shani and you didn't redeem it, and the guy ate it outside Yerushalayim, then, right, then you can't make Zimun. Says the Gemara, Pshita, of course, what else? No. Really, I redeemed it. But I didn't redeem it the right way. How do you redeem it not the right way? The case is, I, I, the reason why you... The same case, you just had this one, right? No. We, talk, we, we had it before, when, when, you were, when you did redeem it. When, when you did redeem it, we said you're allowed to make zimun. Now we said, we're talking about the other case of the Mishnah, where it says that if you didn't redeem it, you can't make zimun. And then we're saying, Pshita, you can't make zimun, obviously not, you didn't redeem it. And it says, no, you, you know why? Because over here, you redeemed it, but you didn't redeem it right. Ma'aseh Shini, Kigon, Let's say the guy used a coin to redeem it, and the coin was just a flat, a, a, a slab of silver without any markings on it. Normally, a silver you have to make a, a marking from the king, and this is just a asimon. Asimon is a a king without a particular thing. In the olden days in Israel, the asimon used to be. You remember what asimon was? It used to be a telephone coin, right? But nowadays, as, right, with the little hole in the middle. But in the olden days, the real Asimon was Asimon, just a flat piece of silver. So if you do Maaseh Shani, you redeem it on a flat piece of silver, it doesn't really work. And that's the Chidush, is that even on that, even if you redeem the redeem it on Asimon, even though it's white, it says, you have to have the, the image of the Kesef. Kesef only silver that has a picture on it, not silver without a picture. What's the story about Hektesh? When you redeem it the wrong way, it means they did it on land. You didn't do it with, with money. Has to be money and not land. So therefore, that case is that you did it the wrong way, and the Chidush is that even if it's the wrong way, you should know it doesn't work. Then we said in the Mishnah, you can't make Zimun with a Shamash, if you have a shamosh who ate less than a kazai, you can't use a zimun. So you didn't eat. Well, of course, what are you talking about? Says so, no. I did tani reisha kazai tani Since the reisha said that if the shamosh ate a kazai, you could make zimun. So we wanted to just make the flip side in the safe and say that if you ate less than kazai, you can't make zimun. You're right. There's no chidush. If it's a go, you can't use a zimun. 
Says the Gemara, Pshita, of course, he's a goy for crying out loud. Here, what are we dealing with? Beger, talking about a convert. Shemal velotaval. He did mila, but he didn't dip in the mikveh. As long as he didn't dip, he's still a nochri. And that's the chidush of the Mishnah. You're right. If it was a regular guy, you wouldn't need the Mishnah. Mishnah is for a guy who got the snip, but he didn't dip. Okay. Says the Gemara. Nashim ve'avadim v'ktanim en mezamin lehem. The Mishnah said that if you have women and you have slaves or you have kids, you can't use them for zimun. Amar Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, Katan mutal ba'arisa, if you have a baby in a cradle, a baby boy in a cradle, right? Mizamnin alav, you could use him for zimun. Yeah. That's, that's what the rabbi, Rabbi Yossi says. Wow. You have a baby in a cradle, you can use him for zimun. Says the Gemara, Vatanan, how can it be? It doesn't say in the Mishnah, our Mishnah we just read, Nashim, Avdim, Klanim, and Mizamim, Lahem. It says you can't use a katan. How can you tell me you use it in the cradle? Ah, uh, not true. It says the Gemara. Hudam, Aklim, Yishu, Ben Levi. That's because he says like a Yishu, Ben Levi. Dama, Yishu, Ben Levi. Afa, Pish, Amru, Katan, Amutab, Barisayin, Mizamim, Lahem. Even though they said you can't use a kid in the cradle, Avosim, Toh, Slif, Lasara. To make him the tenth guy, that's okay. Rabbi also says, if you have nine guys plus a slave, you can use them. I'll ask you a question. How could you say, how could Rabbi say they could use it every day the tenth guy? Ma said there was a famous story, who came into the Knesset. I couldn't find ten people to make a minyan. So he freed his slave, and he used him for ten. So you see, that if he frees him, you could use him for the tenth. But if you don't free him, you can't use him for ten. So, you, so how can you tell me that, it, that an Evid counts for the ten? You see, that only works if you freeze him, not if you don't free him. He says, no, no, no. Today it's Tichu. Really, he only had eight. He had eight plus the slaves. He freed one, and he used the other one as a slave. Okay? Mm-hmm. How did he free the slave? Didn't we say anyone who frees a slave is over? Not to free your slaves. says they have to work for you forever. So therefore, how is this rabbi freeing a slave to make a minyan? Aib! He's not allowed to. He did aseh. He says, Marlo. He's doing it for mitzvah for make a minyan. So therefore it's okay. Yeah. Mara says, Mitzvah Baba Merahi. <laughs> mitzvah? That's a mitzvah Baba Merah. He says, no. No, that, that's, that's Jewish slaves who got holes in the ears. This is Kanani slaves. Kanani slaves, you're never allowed to free. Okay? He says, no. Mitzvah did a beam shani. Mitzvah of a, of a group is different. Why does that make a difference? The reason why you guys are asking this question is because you don't pray with us Friday night. <laughs> Mikey, who was here, no, we had a whole class on this Friday night about this very, very Gemara from the Ben Ishchai, and you would know exactly what we're talking about if you were here. Everyone's welcome to join us Friday night. This Friday night, we're beginning Manyan at whatever time. Okay. Le'olam yashkim adam le'bet ha'knesset k'deshi yizkev yimne'im asara 
a person should always try to be in the shul, to be one of the first ten in the shul. Even if a hundred people come after you, you get the same reward as all the other hundred people. If you're one of the first ten, you get the reward of all the hundred people. You get all this, right? You get equal to them. You don't take all their schar. They still get their schar. But you have equal reward to them. Okay. We are going to stop right over here at Amar of Huna Tisha. Okay. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. 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 Amen.